I'm not saying because we have them, they're good things. Like masochism is a defense. They're just there. Sadism and masochism is a defense. Yeah. That's not the embracing of pain in the way that is healthy, but it is a way of coping. Right. What do you, what do you think about this phrase masochistic kisses? I mean, it sounds great. (laughs) First off. Everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life, but temporarily dedicated to Moses Sumney's album called Gray. <laughs> I don't have it down quite yet. I was really curious. I'm Scott. You're, I'm Mace. You're, you're saying of this motto seemed really different totally. Yeah. yeah. So I was I was like, like, this is about to lead to something on? else. <laughs> um, welcome, everybody, to this podcast. Uh, yes, it's true. We are on. This is a we had a soft launch. Soft launch, and then we took two weeks, weeks ago, off. And then sorry, we everybody. Took two weeks off. I'm. We Gotta didn't get, get that momentum. No going. warning. So sorry. Don't stop the momentum. Life has <laughs> happened. We're just chugging away. Chugging away. And <laughs> just vague <laughs> statements about life that says actually nothing about us. We're just <laughs> podcasters talking into microphones, <laughs> talking about our lives. We took two weeks off. It happened, mm-hmm. and here we are now, prepped and ready to go for prepped. What is going to be a deep dive of prepped deep dive (laughs) (laughs) of the album Gray by Moses Moses Sumney? Tonight, what you can expect is to hear us deep dive the first song, Insula, and the second song, Cut Me. Yes, yes, and we we actually had a long conversation about reference points before this <laughs> recording and it's ironic that i'm about to reference something yes. as an inspiration which Please is dissect it to me. yes <laughs> but we're not dissect <laughs> let's clarify i uh, hope it goes without saying that we're not dissect but it's a reference point uh and and actually uh we're going to be very different because i think i'll just say this dissect to everybody mm-hmm. go listen to it it's a great podcast mm-hmm. uh Cole Kushna is the host and I very much realized this week, as much as I'm inspired by dissecting Cole Kushna, I am not Cole Kushna, and we are not dissect. So, well, also I want to say. What? There is not that much information about Moses Sumney. He does not do that many interviews. There's not very much interviews. Right. Besides, like, magazines. So right. it requires reading, I guess. Well, I've done that, but, like, I mean, like, I've done extensive research. So tonight, Mace is going to present. This is how, this is... This a roundabout way of telling you our outline. Mace is going to present some thoughts on Insula, mm-hmm. which is the opening track to Gray. Then I'm going to present some thoughts on Cut Me. And having said that, in the midst of that, it's also going to be a conversation. It's a conversation, exactly. But um, I think what I'm doing is, and what we're doing is, I, I'm just going to talk about <laughs> what comes up for me when I listen to this song and read these lyrics. But we'll go line for line-ish. Yep. You know, I but, mean, I've um, got... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think it's true. Um, but okay. again, it goes back to the vibe that we're creating on the podcast. Some, if you're new here, we say sometimes that it's it's you've happened upon two friends talking in the corner at a party, 
And so tonight you've happened upon us talking about these specific songs. These specific songs. Oh my gosh, have bam, you bam, heard bam. this opening song? And yeah. then we're going to free associate. And actually, I have the lyrics pulled up on my phone, so let me just go through so them. So let me you. just, and I have four tabs open on my computer. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we're in the corner of the party, really going hard. <laughs> Um, okay. Take it away. Okay. Mace Mooney. Well, I have some first, some thoughts. Because Dazzle me. Oh, here we okay. go. <laughs> no pressure. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I have, this is the opening track, Insula. So we, if you listened two weeks ago, three weeks ago, suggest you go listen to episode 176 before listening mm-hmm. to this actually, where we deep dive and talk a bit about Moses Sumney's early career and a little yep. bit about Moses Sumney. Yep. And two things in that. We talked about his album, A Romanticism, which is an album of all kinds of tension around loneliness mm-hmm. and love and what is love. And I mean, I almost want to go back and reread his thoughts on A Romanticism, mm. those, those words, but I'll just hold them and say, mm-hmm. go back and listen to that. Go back. But, so there's this theme that Moses is unpacking in that. I mean, there's a song doomed, like, am I doomed if I'm not in love, if I'm not capable of loving? Who gets to love? All of these questions. My favorite song from A Romanticism. It's a good one. And then, so we have Moses Sumney in that album. And we also talked about last week about Moses Sumney's kind of up-and-coming career and a path for him, Mm -hmm. where he was living in L.A., a part of the L.A. scene, music scene, and all of these people. And he then moves to, it's North Carolina, right? (sighs) I want to say Virginia. I think it's, I feel really embarrassed that I instantly don't know. I'm embarrassed for you. I'm really. I will find it right now. Distance well, myself from you. He moves. <laughs> um, he moves, and essentially to a smaller place. Oh my gosh, it's right here in this. We live on the West Coast, everybody. We're not entirely. Oh, familiar. It's, it's North Carolina. So you were right. Yes. Sorry, I threw you off. Um, Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville. So he relocates himself. Yep. And that's where we get gray. That's where it all starts to happen. So taking f- naked pictures by waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> that's so what this album is. This song, Insula, is the opening track, and it is 50 seconds. It's very short, and it's actually shorter than 50 seconds. And it is, the word Insula means, I'll just read the lyrics real quick, because it's real short. Got some tabs. It's in the voice of two other people. So I'm having a hard time explaining this. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's a, a lot. lot to take on. Okay, let step me step by step, bite by bite, bird by bird, as Anne Lamont would say. <laughs> yeah, this is the tone setter of an album, the mm-hmm. first song, and the thesis statement. It kind of is a thesis mm-hmm. statement, and so this song Insula is. If you look at the album and you look at the track list, you'll see songs that have lowercase titles, mm-hmm. and you'll see songs that have uppercase titles. So Insula is one of the lowercase titled songs, which means it's going to have a certain format on mm, this album. Didn't know. I, I, Thanks for teaching me. So it's we're kind of instantly brought What's in. What's the format? It's a transitional song, essentially. Okay. So any song that's got lowercase is going to have audio clips of someone else. Got it. And it's going to be kind Great. of thematic yeah. and transitional. Okay. So other songs that include this are Boxes mm-hmm. and... Uh, 
what's it called? The one towards the end. Also, There's also, also, and, and, and. Also, also, and, and, and is also a lowercase one. Jill, Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, so these songs are, they're not like songs, heavy quotes. They're more like audio templates. Templates. So I feel like we'll insert this song in here oh, in a second. Yeah, well, well, off and on. Um, As I'm editing, I'll find the appropriate moments. Right, right. Because this, I mean, I feel like you could insert multiple times. But the words of this song are not Moses Sumney. So it's in this transitional space. And he's quoting two people who they also show up in other songs that are these transitional songs. Um, So the first person that he quotes with the words of isolation comes from Isola, which means island, is Tai Selassie whose words then show up in also, also, and, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and she is, we should, we should do a, uh, detour episode on her at some point. Well, I, I've done a lot of research on her. Okay. So she's a novelist and she's from many places and she has this really great Ted talk and actually many talks that she gives around, this notion that she presents, which I think is a really important theme, and it makes sense why Moses Sumney would be like tagging her work mm-hmm. in a way. So she kind of gives this premise of let's not ask people where they're from. She is creating this new term of being multi-local. Mm. So she is w- worth the price of admission right there. <laughs> multi-local. I know, I know. She is um, Ghanaian and Nigerian. But born in London and has lived in America. And and Moses is from Ghana. Moses is yeah. from Ghana. Well, his family. Or but Ghanian. Moses was born in the United LA. States. Yeah. But again, California. kind of looking at this way of looking at it in terms of Tai Selassie's is saying, where are you local to? Yeah, multi-local. So, I like that. So instead of saying where are you from, it's I'm actually. So I would say like I'm local to Sacramento, California. I'm local to Seattle. I'm local to Santa Cruz because my family goes there on vacation. Mm-hmm. And she even talks about this idea of you. You're instantly local. The second you touch ground somewhere, it's not like you have to earn your locality. You oh. by showing up there are. I'm. A I feel like really. I'm really local to New York now. That's right. my thing. Exactly. Yeah. You're exactly. And it's like you I feel don't that. earn anything in term like you don't have to prove anything. You mm. are by nature of being in that place, mm. local to the place. You mm. have experience of that place. You create ritual. You create something in the space by being there. Love that. So she she's a, a novelist, um, and also kind of writes and speaks about this idea. And I think that that's, so we get her mentioned, and then we get Aisha K. Faines, who, she's the one who writes, here we go into the gray, or says, here we go mm-hmm. into the gray. And multiple things. She passed away July of this year. Wow. Did not know that. So, again, like, very complex and really, like, a tragedy. She was a news reporter mm. and, like, a writer, feminist, womanist Hmm. speaker Hmm. that spoke a lot about women's locality and blackness. Hmm. And she shows up again also and also, also, and, and, and. Dang. So in a way, there's this very interesting thing where Moses is creating a tension that I think is part of all of Grey. I want to say I'm not feigning surprise, everybody. I don't know this. So I'm not just like gassing Mace up. I'm like, no, no, this is really great. Like... (laughs) This is all new wow. information. So 
there is this way in which Moses is playing with themes of isolation, mm-hmm. being alone, pulling away, and collaborating with multiple people to Dang. talk about isolation. Dang. It's like this Dang. very interesting tension that's woven in to all of these in-between Mm. parts mm, 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 of this mm, album mm. where the theme is let's unpack isolation in mm-hmm. its fullest. Let's pack what it is to be islanded and do it collaboratively. It's like in the very thread of the way in which he's approaching this is holding attention. It's yeah. holding the greatness. Dang. So I, I know it's very interesting. Isn't it funny because you and I have read this, I think a few times on the podcast and maybe even on our youth group of like that, that, um, piece that Annie Dillard does on islands and it reminds me of something similar because the the islands that she talks about are mobile and and yet when they connect they form similar roots mm-hmm. and it, it's just a similar energy of like the the juxtaposition slash contradiction of an island separate but also necessarily connected and then also drifting it's very interesting. No, it is. It is really interesting. Yeah. And and so the the title song is Insula, which it, we get the words of isolation comes from insula, insula, which means island. Yeah. And isolation. So it's already a contradiction. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And insula is Latin. Yeah. For isolation, so that's why we get something like peninsula. Hmm. That's where that word comes hmm. from. It's like something attached to the island or whatever. So that's where you get insulation. Right, is right. Is to be, like, self-enclosed. Hmm. And so islanded, like, yeah. self-enclosed. Um, I've been islanded. I'm just going to read this quote from Moses Sumney. Okay, well, actually, no, I'll say mm. one other thing. Okay. So we have these <laughs> This is good. <laughs> we <pumped>. have <laughs> this precedence, and this becomes the theme of the album. Now... Moses Sumney created this album pre-COVID. Oh, right. And then kind of got released during, right? And then it got released right Gosh. in the midst of an early album pandemic. for COVID. It is there is such synchronicity in the release really of this is. album. It's like it's it's as if this was with the notion of understanding this was to come. Yeah. Whatever, whatever we were experiencing of isolation. And shared new experience of similarity Mm -hmm. you know like that is in many ways the experience of COVID-19 is isolation and a weird new connection I haven't heard somebody say COVID-19 in a while (laughs) (laughs) what what else are people we're calling it Omicron now what (laughs) did you hear that that was was the news today Timestamp for this episode what the the new variant is called Omicron instead of instead of Delta why Mm -hmm. It's a new variant. It's found in South Africa. People, Fascinating. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm just going to read a quote from Moses, a couple quotes probably from Moses Sumney about this theme of isolation, which mm. is this song. Wonderful. Well, I mean, s- let's just stop and say, too, like, it really is, this is very intentional. It's ushering us into an entire album. Right. This this 52nd or less track says everything. It says so much. Yeah. And when we, I'll play the clip for us in a second and we'll watch the video and I'll maybe unpack a little bit the, the video because the thing that we also get with Gray is a video for every single song, right. which we are blessed with. Um, okay, so this quote. Um, I, isolation was a huge part of it. He says, in isolation, I'm afforded the opportunity to focus solely on myself and my ideas. 
Without the influence of taking into consideration what people want from me and wondering what people want from me, there's a kind of focus that comes from that. Just tuning out the noise and getting to a place where I'm alone, and the only noise is the ambience of the idea. Ooh. So he finds his isolation in Asheville, and he's talking about what it's like for him to have moved there permanently. I'm more focused now. I move around a lot less because initially I was coming here so much to write. It's convenient to not have to come here anymore. I'm just staying. Mm. And then he goes on to say, I appreciate the proximity to nature. It's certainly helpful and inspiring. It's a clarifying force when you're trying to get out something confusing in a tangible way. Mm. I like the quiet in the trees, and they say there are crystals in the ground. Wow. So this is Moses kind of talking about the... There's this interesting thing of where he literally did this to himself. Mm-hmm. Like, we're getting this concept album of someone that goes and is isolated and is islanded. And in many ways, there's this reflection nature of Moses has literally done this mm-hmm. in order to make sense of the gray. Like, I need to go and remove myself. Mm-hmm. And yet, there is, again, this tension of, and it's being combined yeah. with other people and other voices. Um, okay. Um, I might, I think maybe we should watch the video together. Mm. What? And then would I put the audio in the episode? Yes, because I just want to okay. talk about the video for a So you second. and I are about to watch the video just for listeners. But yes. in this episode, I'm going to insert the audio from Insula. Yeah. Okay. How does that sound? Sounds great to me. Okay. Everybody, great. if you'd like to take this opportunity to pull up Insula on your computer and watch the video, uh, go ahead, because we're going to do that. But uh, other than that, we're going to put the audio to Insula in here. Isolation comes from Isola, which means island. Isolation comes from Isola, which means island. Here we go into the gray. Here we go into the gray. What a great opening. It's an incredible opening. So, so I wonder if that video came out before anything else, like it was a teaser or something. It seems like it would have been appropriate. If I it, feel like Cut Me came out before it did. I don't think that I, these, I, these little, these lowercase songs came out until the album came out. Okay. Well, I will say, okay, it's this is your time, but I'm just going to interject a thought or two based on what comes up for me. First of all, Big shot of the moon in this video. Pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Islanded moon. Mm-hmm. He's standing out in a field mm-hmm. by himself, mm-hmm. kind of doing some funky moves. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do think sometimes with no, knowing that he performed or opened for Sufjan, mm-hmm. with these, what do we call lowercase tracks? Um, is great. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There There is that sort of home movie mm-hmm. vibe. The other exactly. videos don't You're have exactly that. exactly right. And yes. I think I think Sufjan did stuff like that sometimes. I'm not saying he's copying him. I'm like saying there's like, you know, that synchronicity element of like something's going on there. Yes. 
No, I think that's exactly right. And you're right to say that these the lowercase tracks also they do have a tonal viewing in terms of the videos. It's like it's like it's been recorded on VHS with yes. like little Exactly. There yeah. is something very homemadey and something mixtape about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they really are kind of mixtapes in the way of their other people's voices mixed over and right. created to sound different than what they are. Right. Um so just to like give a vision, though it begins with a very blue aesthetic. So it's like all blue. Oh gosh, of course you notice these colors. <laughs> I would have not Did have you not that. notice the colors? Uh, I would have noticed a blue hue. It was all blue. <laughs> it was all blue. <laughs> which I think is a very interesting color. And I'm immediately brought to Doomed the music video where we oh, see right. these people yeah. no, in a blue these blue orbs mm-hmm. of isolation. Isolation. And then we have jump to this song, Begins yeah. Blue, begins with this sense of we watch an open land and then a solo bird flying. Didn't notice that. See? Notice, and then the bird jumps to a solo moon. A solo moon. And then it goes <laughs> to Moses where we jump in. And I think there is something very interesting. He is. He's dancing in the field, kind of going back and forth. And there is like this sense of welcome to the gray, like he's in the field, like going back and forth. I was going to say vibing, but there's something rhythmic about it. And there's something Uh, tense about it. it. Oh, a little tense. Like going back and forth, Mm. like come and join the dance of the back and forth. Yes. Welcome to the gray. Yeah, like but there is I no am. gray. There's only black and white. You have to choose, Moses. Well, <laughs> and it's interesting because the, the video also... It's <laughs> a fake laugh. It was, it was a fake Humoring laugh. me. <laughs> <laughs> like, Scott, ah, please stop okay, interrupting me. keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's blue, and then you get this flash of red and orange. Yeah. And then back to the blue. Wow. Which... You're, you're, you're looking at this through the lens of color. Oh, That's amazing. for sure, because yeah. by the time we get to also, also, and, and, we've got a lot of color happening. Mm. Hmm. And we get this like little mixtape version of Moses coming and looking at you and he's closer Mm -hmm. and he's got his glasses on and there's something obscure about Mm -hmm. it that I feel like is projecting towards these other kind of little, I don't know what to call these lowercase pieces. Yeah. Vignettes. 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 (laughs) Vignettes and vignettes. (laughs) So... So I don't know. I mean, this is the opening track, which becomes then it, it it is really setting the tone for this theme of what it is to be islanded. And I don't really want to jump ahead necessarily to songs to come besides one that we'll get to and we'll, we'll unpack it, but we'll probably come back to this song. But it's the song. And so I come to isolation. Which is really and interesting. So I come to isolation. Where it's we begin with isolation comes from insula, which means island, and then I'm like we've in my mind and as a listener, I'm like I've been in isolation the whole time. We've covered this, uh, Moses. Well, uh, right, and so it's a very <laughs> interesting title to say. And so I come to isolation. Yeah, and it's there's something kind of reverse or, or something about it where it's. Yes, Moses has islanded himself, literally physically, to create this album. And through that, come to see a further web of islanding. Well, what, when, what, what track is that? It's like track 18. Okay, so... Should I read the words of it? Mm, sure, yeah. 
Why not? Would it be? I mean, we'll come back to it. Let's see what happens. And so these are also from Ty Selassie. Right, right. So we're back to her. And so it's, and I don't know where he got these words. I've looked for her saying these so hard. It have not. It reminds me of like the end of To Pimp a Butterfly when Kendrick had gotten his hands on a unique recording of Tupac. Yeah. So maybe that's what happened here. It's like. Well, and I... He, he has these exclusive recordings or something. Right. Well, and I think that there might be, because Aisha Thanes posted, and that's the one previously, mm-hmm. she posted on her Twitter, last year I worked with Moses Sumney and I appear on his album, Talking Not Singing. We had a great conversation in a Brooklyn apartment. He recorded it and sprinkled a bit into two songs, Forever Grateful for the Experience. Cool. So I wonder... Brooklyn apartment. Because I remember listening to a podcast where he recorded a violinist in a Brooklyn apartment. So I wonder if it's the same person. Right. And so that makes me wonder, oh, is that what... It was a conversation with Moses and this mm-hmm. other person. So it is this exclusive... Uh, this is just his audio to then create things out totally. of. Um, okay. So we jump ahead to track 18. So we've gone through this journey of the gray. Right. And this is... On the album, the second-to-last lowercase song. All we get after this is Bless Me and Before You Go. Got it. So this is, and so I come to isolation. Etymologically, isolation comes from Isola, which means island. Isola. So we're back to that clip. Mm -hmm. It's like now it's located. Isolation. Isolation, which literally means to be islanded. And somebody mentioned this to me the other day, actually my Cape Verdean hairdresser, because I asked her, how do you say this word in Portuguese? And she said, Isolanda, like an island, like you're, you're islanded. And I thought, that's exactly what I've been my whole life. I've been islanded. <laughs> do you have some emotions around that? I instantly do. Yeah. I instantly do. And it's, it's this... Also, very interesting tension when we think of someone like Tay Selassie saying these words when I think about this other piece that she's presenting the world with being multi-local. Mm-hmm. Of, it's almost like by saying I'm islanded, you're also trying to say I have a place. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm, it, it, it also feels to be holding some tension yes. to be islanded. You know, like I'm also wanting to claim a place here. I yeah. want to claim my locality. I want to say I'm multi-local and I've been islanded my whole life. Like there's been this miss, this missing of sorts. That's, that's I, what emerges from me. I mean, think about it. If I am an island, I, I, and again, everybody, I just went to New York and I got to hang out. That's a, it's a whole other story for a whole different time. But like, it was a big, big deal for me. Rode the subway by myself. Very proud. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but yeah, I'm an island. I'm an island floating around, and and yet I am not. I'm I'm part of a community. Right. I, it's not just New York. It's like there are there are specific people I'm there to see. There are specific relationships I'm there to cultivate, and yet I am on my own. I am an island. You know, like I I, I just think it's I don't know. I don't know what it's like necessarily challenging or pushing up against. This just this idea of like, if 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 perhaps it's about Moses moving to North Carolina and and reflecting on that sense of what it means to be all of a sudden mm-hmm. not where you feel rooted. Right. Um, there is also a new acknowledgement of. I think the juxtaposition is I am rooted and also separate. I am myself. Yes. And yet. 
I am connected. Yes. You know, great. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I think I've listened to a few. I know I have. I don't know. Think. I think. I know I've listened to a few Moses interviews and podcasts now. And, I, and if, if we put out any sort of energy into the universe in terms of offering something new in terms of Moses Sumney, it is, is it, it is this thing of everybody says uh, he defies genres. You know, we don't know how to, it's like, right, oh, right. well, let's just, let's just call them experimental. No, True. nobody says just flat out experimental. It's a nice little category. It's a category, but you can still be islanded and still be unique and still be special and still be different and still be creating your own utterly unique thing within the bounds of a genre, <laughs> you know, but people love to say that the genre bending defies genre. There is genre bending. And then I he, heard someone today that was like, it's art pop meets R&B right. meets. And then, but then he, he mocks that a lot. No, he he's does. like, Oh my gosh, I have how many times I've heard genre bending, you know, right. it's like, <laughs> right. No. And he, he actually specifically says, don't call this R&B just right. because I'm black. Yeah. And, and then at the same time, I've heard him say, and maybe someday I want to make R&B right. and, and I can do that. You know, I'm like, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that, yeah, it's this this album is genre bending. There, there's some truth to that, but I think you're right. Experimental makes a lot of sense. I mean, I was listening to Anthony Fantana today because I was like, what oh, does right. this guy have to say? Have you listened to it? I think it's I think he gives it like a strong seven, right? It's a yeah, he's not he's not very impressed. And I'm like, Anthony, you're wrong. Like, well, I don't, I don't think it. he liked how long the album was, which you just need to be here for the long. You album do. You do need to be here for the long haul. I don't think he disliked it. Yeah, but I was expecting. I mean, I don't. I don't really typically go to Anthony Fantana, but I was like, "What does this guy have to say?" And I was expecting a little more. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm house sitting a cat, and the cat is trying to play with Scott right now. And I'm. Do you want me to come get her? Uh, so far, I'm not being hurt. <laughs> so far, claws are not being dug into me. This cat is on top of my shoulder right now, everybody. I'm not used to cats and animals, everybody. I have a final quote, and then maybe we'll start moving on to the next song. Yeah. Okay. Okay, this is Moses talking about... Um, by the way, this is an interview with Hot Press. Hot Press. Um, talking about isolation as the theme. So yeah. I think that that's what we're naming here is... This song really introduces you to the theme of this album, which is to be islanded. And then Moses goes on to be unpacking identity of sorts in many ways mm -hmm. and multiple locations of identity and how essentially when you label an identity, it becomes islanding in its own way, I feel like, as a thing Gosh. he's naming. No, I totally see it. Okay. It's great to make a record that mm. constantly addresses isolation, but to bring other people into it, and to emphasize collaboration, there's a larger point being made about connectivity and how that can still exist within isolation. The way I maintain my sanity and control over the whole project is by doing a lot of work in isolation. So a lot of the collaboration is in the production and the instrumentation. But, no, but when it comes to lyrical ideas and structures and melodic, vo mo hmm, and melodic and vocal ideas, I make sure I do those entirely by myself. For me, for me, there's only a fear of not expressing enough and not being honest enough. I make the work first and foremost for myself. That, so that kind of honesty is necessary. So I think that there is something, again, with this duality, and there's something about this 
sense of making this work for himself that feels like it plays along with this isolation sense. Oh, all right. Before we move on, do we want to say anything about final thoughts, collaborative thinking between you and me about this concept of gray? Do you have any personal reflections? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, sure. I guess I'll say this. I, I think we said this in the last episode, but I'll say it even more. Uh, Spotify recommended this album to me a lot. It was mm-hmm. like recommended albums, recommended albums, constantly gray as a recommended album, um, especially after I was diving into Bjork, which makes a lot of sense. Bjork gets mentioned often when talking about Moses Sumney, which makes sense to me. But I started listening and went, oh, this album is thematically made for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in so many realms. Uh, so on a personal note, I think I am in many ways wanting to question ideas of black and white and name the grayness of the reality of our world. Like the world does feel obviously gray to me, but I think um, like literally in terms of the way we create binaries in the world, we're constantly making what's gray, trying, hoping it can be black and white. Um, And I found a lot of like, identity with my my gender to be in this. Like, I found this to be a very helpful album in terms of, like, someone naming something that I, like, didn't have words for, and then all of a sudden it was, like... And we'll get to the song also, also, and, 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 which is my top song, which I think is thematically a, a root of this, but it's... I mean, that's the gray right there. Also, 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 and, and, and. It's mm-hmm. the sense of bothness and manyness and multiplicity that becomes the theme of the album gray um so i think on a personal level once the album sunk in with me i felt so at home in the themes Mm. like at home in the concepts that were being worked out and like this was what i was working out yeah personally yeah um and still am, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I think this is this interesting album of, like, oh, I can conceptually be like, yeah, let's not live in binaries and let's be gray. But, like, in terms of, like, psychologically, we are way more hardwired for black and white and splitting. And thinking of, like, how... the Holding gray is hard. Mm-hmm. And so I think this album is conceptually really challenging and, like, continues to challenge me, I would say. Um in terms of the multiplicity that it's trying to own. I mean, even in the, the, the very nature of the structure of it, like we just said, there's multiplicity in like every element of this album. And it's in a way forcing the gray upon you by how the album is laid out. Forcing the gray on you. I mean, it's funny how it um, overlaps with our defense mechanisms focus. Mm-hmm. And it does seem that grayness could be a religion of sorts in the sense of an important energy to put out into the universe. If we Mm -hmm. all have a tendency to oversimplify because we're scared, we need to constantly be encouraged to keep things gray, to keep things blurry, to keep things nuanced. And that there is, is, I mean, you and me, and, and this actually should be said because it's true for you and me and then Moses. It's like a lot of these types of musicians slash artists come from Christian backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely resonate with this idea of like 
Moses is probably grappling with what he was raised with. Yeah. And not necessarily discarding it, but grappling with it and mm-hmm. maybe in times pushing back on it. Mm-hmm. And so as anybody that listens to us knows that we're pushing <laughs> like queerness, relational anarchy, whatever you want to call it into Christian spaces. We're like, we're like, we're like putting we're that up s- against Christianity. Yeah. And, uh, you know, w- when that happens, I often get f- comments on Instagram, Facebook, tw- Twitter, or whatever it is, where people say, it's either this or it's that. It's either, you can't say this and then this. It's mm-hmm. like, you have to choose this or this. And that's logic. They're always framing it within, and it's so hard for me to try to engage them in a good faith way or in a heavy quotes logical way because I'm like, not, if, unless I engage you in this black and white way, I'll automatically be discredited. I have to play by your rules. And I can't just say, I think there's something in the middle. I think there's some more nuance. That I don't, I'm not even saying I'm right. right. I'm not even saying it's my way or your way. I'm saying there's probably something in the middle here that we don't even grasp. Right. And people hate that. I know. I mean, I'm instantly brought to a future song that is neither nor. Right. It's like, it's not either or, it's neither nor. People hate that. They do. <laughs> Yeah, so I think it's a great journey that's uh, we're invited to go on. That it's meeting us in a very personal way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, and there there is forty minutes on a fifty second song. Yep, so. there it is. There it is. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're gonna take a break, everybody. When we come back. We're gonna try thirty minutes on "Cut Me," and uh, no more, no less, uh, either or. <laughs> when we come back, I'll do it right now. <laughs> All right, everybody, we are back, and we're about to get into the second song. Here we go. From Gray Scott's called our Cut Me. So we're probably going to do less time on a longer song than we did, but the opening song is important. It sets the tone. I didn't even, I thought I was like, am I, is this, is this only 15 minutes? We're at 40 minutes right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we're going to do it our way. I did it my way. Um, that was my Frank Sinatra, but... Uh, gosh, side note, I would want to watch this movie with you, but you don't like violence, but there's this movie with, uh, the guy that plays Saul. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, what that, what's that, what's that guy's name? I don't know. Oh, I feel so bad. Get right to the movie. Well, it's called Nobody. Okay. And it's a very violent movie, but it has a lot of like Frank Sinatra songs over violent over scenes. Violent it's scenes. very that interesting feels very and fun. Sopranos. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is anyways, a side note, but okay. Cut me. I would say for this song, for those that need this sort of thing, which very very valid and good, trigger warning. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think I think this is a this song is playing with fire, which the whole album and it's art. Mm-hmm. All these songs mm-hmm. are playing with fire in its own way. But a song called "Cut Me" to sum it up, everybody, we're house sitting and and uh, <laughs> a cat sitting. Cat sitting. <laughs> this cat is a big big energy. Yeah, she is. Um. It, I mean, to sum it up, 
Moses' second song right out the gate in the album is sort of wrestling with what it means to feel alive through pain. I don't know if cutting is literal, but there is definitely some intense and intentional provocation Yes. in this song. And so the song is called Cut Me, and uh, it's essentially saying that Moses feels alive when he feels pain, you know? Um, so I think we'll just go line for line and unpack it a little bit. And so here's, here's one thing to say to start it off though, that I had a thought like a lightning bolt tonight Mm -hmm. where it's okay. So for, for a big grand album, Mm -hmm. I want to say, and, and first of all, like for this portion of the thing, you cut me off anytime. This is a discussion. Yes. Um, I'm looking at the lyrics. Yeah. The vibe it, uh, in terms of the music, I think, is significant. So after this sort of epic, cosmic, I don't know, what whatever word you want to use for it, like surreal, it takes you into a different headspace. To me personally, musically, this all of a sudden feels much more grounded. It starts Cut with me. A, yeah, it the starts doom, with a very doom, simple doom, bass. Doom. And it's like, yeah, doom, 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 doom. So... I think anybody that knows music no, feels instantly connected to this song called Stand By Me. Uh, yeah. So Stand By Me is doon, 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 doon. That's true. Doon, Who sings that? Doon, uh, Benny King, I think. Okay, interesting. Um, no, that's true. I actually, yeah. I hear that. Yeah. So you think, oh, it's a fluke, right? It's a fluke. Everybody, you're going to listen to my voice. And, 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 then, and then... You should play them both next to each other. I'll try it. And then, and then, and then stand, stand by me. Cut me. So first of all, the, the, the titles. Right. Stand by me or cut, cut me. me. Yeah. And now we start with these very conspicuously similar bass lines. And then the opening lyrics to Moses Sumney, cut me, is when I'm weary. Yeah, wait, what is the words for standby? When the night has come hmm. is the first lines to, when the night has come. And so first lines for cut me, when I'm weary and so worn out, stand by me, when the night has come and the land is dark. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I have to think at the very least there's some tribute being paid. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's interesting. Probably that it's intentional and obvious. And I think if we were just to unpack, because hold on for a second, you just showed me this video for Insula. Insula. The second line from Stand By Me is, and the moon is the only light we'll see. What? That feels interesting. You know, I feel like he's inspired by that song, so he's paying tribute. That's interesting. Did you see uh, that he has a quote on, I don't know, you might be saying this and I might be taking over your expertise. <laughs> no, no. Um, but that this, he wanted to do vocally to be inspired by Aretha Franklin. Wow. 
Doesn't surprise me. Uh, that's, it that's seems all I like, like again, it's a in terms of heavy quotes, genre bending. Genre bending. Uh, I, I, I think last time when I, I felt a little bad talking about what I sense coming up for me when I hear Moses Sumney, I'm, I mentioned, I was grasping at straws and I was just mentioning a bunch of white artists. I was like, crap, crap, crap. Like, and, and, uh, two other ones that are even more obvious to me than like, Tom York or somebody like that, or I said Justin Timberlake, which is fine. But uh, D'Angelo, who I've showed you some clips of D'Angelo, yes, yes. but even more important is Prince. Yeah. yeah I think yeah, yeah. I think there are some big Prince references. Is Tom York his, is Radiohead, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the laws, everyone says that. Everyone says that. I think I mentioned that. Justin Vernon. It's that fall. Anybody, any man that sings in falsetto, you're going to try to reference them, you know, but like, um, anyways, so... Stand by me. I think instantly it's That's a, a fascinating connection. I think you should play these two songs next to each I'll other. I'll try it. Uh, so, yeah, Stand by me says, when the night has come and the land is dark, and uh, Moses somebody says, when I'm weary and so worn out. So, I, it's like, obviously some... And when my mind's clouded and filled with doubt, yeah. Yeah. When I'm weary and so So anyways, now we're now we're in the gray. So the last song says Welcome to the Gray. Is it Welcome to the Gray? Uh, welcome to the Black Parade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Welcome to the Gray. Welcome to the Gray. So now we're in the gray. When I'm weary and so worn out, when my mind's clouded and filled with doubt. It's here we go into the gray. Sorry. Yeah, here we go into the gray. Um and this is the this is the clincher here. That's when I feel the most alive. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we go into the gray. This isn't the research. This is now heading into facilitating conversation between you and me. Yes. <laughs> when I'm weary, so worn out, when my mind's clouded and filled with doubt, that's when I feel most alive. I, what do you think about that? I mean, how, how does that resonate with you? I am. I'm having a hard time not feeling like it resonates with my this last two hours of my life. So. <laughs> the next line that I really want to spend a significant portion unpacking is masochistic kisses. That's when I feel the most alive. Masochistic kisses are how I thrive. So... I think you and I resonate with this and, and I think it represents a sort of energy with Moses Sumney and we could talk about just the sensation of it. Right. We could talk about the philosophy of it, the theology of it. Um, so some of the things that we talk about in terms of philosophy and psychoanalysis is it was, we say maybe the secret to life is learning to enjoy pain. Or to enjoy suffering. Embrace the lack, embrace, embrace the suffering, the embrace frustration. Yeah, and there like can that. be, I think, this is what I want to say, is something to heavy causes sounds condescending, but but like I've spent a lot of time with this concept. Something to the heavy quotes untrained ear, untrained mind in, the, in this realm can sound masochistic, which is fair to invoke that word. Yes. But... <laughs> I almost feel like Princess Bride, like life is pain, Highness. You know, it, it, it's it, life is pain, 
And so it's not necessarily, I don't think, trying to create pain. No, there's a difference between masochism because there's a very large difference between embracing pain and inflicting pain upon yourself. Right. Those are different So learning to enjoy pain, learning to enjoy the, when we say enjoy the lack, it's like you're not fulfilled and and you won't be fulfilled. And so learn to enjoy that. So, I mean... The, the most the most simplistic which is gray right I mean that is gray in yeah. so many ways the most simplistic and, and we've talked about this but the most simplistic analogies are like what we said about somebody hiring somebody to finish your puzzle for you <laughs> you know it's like uh, it's frustrating doing a puzzle is frustrating but it's also fun like learn right you enjoy that that's a great you know? analogy yeah <laughs> and uh, you know Peter Rollins who, who we've interviewed on this podcast which I love saying but um, you know, it talks about this Twilight Zone episode where the guy goes to, di- well, dies and meets an angel and starts to be able to get whatever he wants and, and loves gambling and always wins and eventually comes to the angel and says, I, I, I'm, I'm not having very much fun winning hmm. at this gambling. I, I didn't think this is what heaven was going to be like in the final line of the episode is like who said who said this was happening twilight zone but yeah it's like (laughs) it it, you know hell would be a place where you always win you always get whatever you want right you know so there is something right about all of this that's using provocative language um to to talk about feeling alive which I think is very appropriate. Right. I mean, I'm instantly having this feeling of like, there's the concept of sadomasochism. Mm -hmm. So this tension, this duality, that's interesting. That is, uh, we go back to psychoanalysis is something we think about. And I believe that we all have a sadist in us and we all have a masochist in us, you know, and Mm. that's not condoning it, but it is saying we all have these elements inside of us, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe like, Maybe my masochist, and I think we probably have one that dominates, one that's more repressed, probably. But we all have the capability, and to to deny that is interesting. Yeah. I mean, there is something refreshing about this, in a way. And also, I'm like, I'm not saying because we have them, they're good things. Like masochism is a defense. They're you just know? there. Sadism and masochism is a defense. Yeah, that's not the embracing of pain in the way that is healthy but it is a way of coping right what do you th- what do you think about this phrase masochistic kisses i mean it sounds great <laughs> <laughs> first off <laughs> <laughs> like sonically and like lyrically yeah. it sounds great <laughs> what i like i like the vibe you're bringing to that <laughs> masochistic kisses yeah. i mean it's a great word masochistic kisses yeah um but but it is a it it's is a, a juxtaposition. It's, it's a juxtaposition. Generally, you're sort of tender. Masochistic is sort of violent. Right. And and he and then he says, masochistic kisses are how I thrive. Mm-hmm. So what do you make of that? <laughs> Interpret, Mace. <laughs> Interpretation. <laughs> Bring it on. I don't know. I mean, I think that's interesting. You instantly said it's a juxtaposition of like kisses are generally tender, but like not all kisses are tender. True. Like, True. Kisses For some- can sometimes be like biting i know i'll say for me what it brings up is sort of <laughs> the, the sort of the agonizing pleasure and pain yeah pleasure and pain but the agonizing nature of sex sometimes like mm. if it is sort of this 
an orgasm is is a very complicated thing. It, it, it's very pleasurable, but also very agonizing in a way, like yeah. strangely agonizing. Yeah. So there's a lot of, I think, pleasure happening here in what he's talking about. But it, again, for it's the tension. It's complicated. You know, I mean, having been someone that's been a youth pastor my whole life, I know that cutting is very serious. So it's like I almost wanted to just be like like public service announcement or something, you know, but. I don't think he's advocating to actually literally cut yourself, but it's a metaphor. Um, and then, you know, teens will say, it makes me feel alive. You know, so this is this is art. Right. <laughs> and, and, and the youth pastor in me is feeling like, again, giving all these trigger warnings and disclaimers. But at the same time, in, in a certain context, masochism, kinks, whatever happens in a consensual sexual context is you know, pretty interesting. And mm-hmm. so like, I, I think he's probably talking mostly about creativity here mm-hmm. and feeling alive in terms of creating a sense. And, and I'm actually challenged by this, a sense where there is a sort of agonizing vitality to the creative process. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, I have to feel interrogated and frustrated and angry and, uh like to, to get this creative flow going. Yeah. But masochistic kisses, personally, I'll just say, I'm hearing, I do think kisses can be aggressive. And I am hearing some, for me personally, I'm hearing a juxtaposition of uh, of kisses that are also sort of, I don't know. I mean, the way he's saying it is also like, it's like sensual kisses. and yeah. like, it, it's it's not tender would not be the word I, I would use for like it. I feel like it's like teasing kisses. It is teasing. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think that's a, a good way to describe yeah. it. Like it's sonically, it's not harsh. Mm-hmm. It's like right, right. Well drawn said. out and yeah. Okay. It's so just for the sake of being quick. Now I've got to go right to, in my mind, these little trombones. I feel like it's a st- Strange, and, and when I say strange, it's a compliment. I, I, I like this song for the second song. But it's a strange song in the context of this album to be like, Insula seems to set up the tone of this album and sets the thesis or the premise. Mm-hmm. And then you go right to this. And compared to the rest of the album, it seems a very humble song. Hmm. And a very... And, I, and I'm saying I appreciate this. Like... You know, you could come right out the gate with a big, grand opening, mm-hmm. and this seems—it just seems like—and the trump, the, the trombones or whatever—I think it's a trombone. Like, prove it here. Of like, it's a humble song. It's a simple song. It's getting you thinking. There's a lot going on, of course, but like, dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> are interesting they are kind of steady mm-hmm. when you think about i mean even the beginning or just the sound mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah at the beginning it's like doom, 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 there's doom, something of like here doom. we go like a rhythm yeah. of sorts is set i'm doing stand by me what i just did was stand by me <laughs> you tell, but, but it, they're similar uh so i think for me there's a pause there's a reflection and i think a lot more sonically comes in in the next part mm-hmm. all of a sudden i think right from the beginning of the album, you're starting to get those Bjork 
vibes, mm-hmm. like grand. You've got these like simple things, and all of a sudden, like all these flares. Yes, yes. These musical flares are coming. Uh, but I'm let's so just, happy you just pronounced the lyrics that way. Let's just let's just read some of these lyrics. He says, "A stiffness inside my neck, and bang in my head against the desk." The 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 way these are written is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Whoa! If there's no pain, is there any progress? So I've I've read about this song in many different contexts, and it is like people say it's a pretty straightforward song, right. and it is it is it is comparatively yeah. it's still pretty metaphorical, mm-hmm. um, but a stiffness inside my neck and a banging my in my head against the desk. A stiffness inside my neck and bang in my head against the desk. It just, it sounds to me a lot like writer's block. Right. Sounds like, ah, uh, like, I mean, one of my earliest arguments so with my wife. So we isolation. Yeah. Here so we are. One of my earliest arguments with my wife was reading a David Sedaris piece where he was like talking about having writer's block as a college student, he banged his head against his desk until his nose bled. Jeez. And Ooh. that's it. I, that's masochistic. I, well, yeah. And I was proposing to Marissa, my wife, I was like, that is comedic embellishment. Like I thought he was just like, I don't, you know, I think he literally bashed his head against his desk. And Marissa's like, no, I think he really did. <laughs> and it's, it's still to this day. We don't know. Like David Sedaris exaggerates a lot, but like <laughs> David, yeah, David, please. David, <laughs> Uh, it, it, it brought that up for me. It's like, yeah, if you're writing and writing and trying to come up with the right things, there is again, that pleasurable, if you did picture banging your head on a desk until your nose blood, like there's a strange pleasure. No, I can see it. It's strange. I'm finding myself weary too, because I'm like, as someone that has masochistic tendencies, that's learning to not use them as a defense. There is an allure to this song that I'm like, it's not great. And it's naming the truth, mm-hmm. you know? It's this tension of, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm aware of a tension here. Yeah, and and I and I guess I would say some of the things that he's grappling with in this song, too, are health. Mm-hmm. He says, not might not be healthy for me. You know, right. it's like, well, let's see. Let's well, see. and it's the beginning song of an album. I think that's another piece of, like, this is how you start an album. You, right. you begin with a tension of, Okay, I am feeling alive in pain. Now there's become this is a way to then explore out. It's like if this was the last song of the album, that right. would be It'd very, be very interesting. Yeah. Have a completely different thing. But to begin with this interesting tension, a premise of, oh, to be alive is to be in pain. What does that mean? What is the unfolding of that? Is many in many ways a thesis. Well, I would take it as a challenge for me too. It's like maybe the discomfort you feel in the creative process is something that you avoid. Right. But it's like if you could try to harness how much you enjoy that, which is obviously he seems that he does. Um, okay, we got to move pretty fast. But he obviously You're says, great. that's when I feel the most alive. Mm-hmm. Endurance is a source of my pride. If there's no pain, is there any That's when I feel. Again, I guess I would I would 
correlate that with any of my more intense workouts, as, as simplistic as that sounds. You know, when I run 15 miles or when I push myself lifting weights or something like that, I mean, there's a lot of pain there and a mm-hmm. lot of, you know, euphoria. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think if he's if he's out in North Carolina in the wilderness pushing himself to the brink in terms of his literal body, which we know and we'll probably talk about in a later episode, plus his creativity and his personal spiritual life, like I, I think he's in a zone where he's really pushing himself and wrestling with the pain and pride and good feelings. I mean, it, it seems like it's all there. They're great. I'm finding myself encouraged by this. Right Me now. too. I'm <laughs> feeling encouraged. Um, so, 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 so the big, the big sort of orchestral things are happening at this point. And then I think a very key line for this song says, you know, and I love the phrasing and the way he sings this. It's, might not be healthy for me, but seemingly I need, you know, so might not be healthy for me, but seemingly I need what cuts me, cuts me, cuts me. Cut me. Yeah, no, no, I love that. So it's like, it cuts me, it cuts me. And then it's almost like a request or a demand, like almost like, please cut me, mm-hmm. cut me, cut me, cut me, cut me. Um, and it's very simple. It's very straightforward in terms of the bigger themes that are going to be addressed in this album. It's, it's not making you think too much, right? Oh, okay. Might not be healthy for me, but seemingly I need. What cuts me, cuts me, cuts me, cut me, cut me, cut me. So... Yeah, I want to start to wind down. There's a few key lines left, but then I'd like, love to have a bigger con- conversation about the themes of this song in general and where it's ha- taking us in terms of the album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so let's just go through these lines. Um, guess I'm a true immigrant son. No I mean, vacancy. Also, yeah. like, I'll just quickly note, sonically it shifts. It's like, dun, 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 dun. and then it's like, Okay, There's, it's very confessional. Well, let's here. take a pause before that comes. So, sonically, it feels confessional all of a sudden. Let's take a pause because something comes up for me where it's like, okay, yeah, we've acknowledged that this album is a visual album essentially. There's yes. a there's a video for yes. everything. So, yes, in this video there is sort sort of a making fun of death, and so it's a, again a very irreverent ambulances. Uh, you know, he's singing in the back of an ambulance, supposedly dying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a lot of dancing. There's these like nurses dancing in a very like it's it is it's 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 comical and mm-hmm. alluring at the same time. It's like they're seriously deadpanning dancing in a mm-hmm. funny way. There there is there is singing and dancing from hospital beds. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a very comedic uh, part of the song where he is sort of on a stage being judged by some other folks. And it, it very much seems like he's playing the part of a comedian. But at this point, the, at this point of the song in the video, um, guess I'm a true immigrant son. He's literally has his head down on a piano and he's just all these big swelling or like I said, orchestral big giant 
things have come up in the song, and all of a sudden it's it, yeah. it's instantly scaled down, yeah. and he's has his head down by a piano, and he's playing these like little simple. This quaint, feels like a this feels like a diary all of a sudden. Yeah, guess guess I'm a true immigrant son. No vacancies, no vacations. Sure, I could do better than this, but I don't. I won't. I don't. So I don't. No, I don't. I would love to hear him pack what it means, unpack what it means to be, what he means by saying immigrant son, vacancies, no vacations. But my stab at a guess at what that might mean is um, they're too busy working to have lots of vacations. Right. And if they travel, there aren't a lot of vacancies for immigrants. Right. So metaphorically uh, saying that there isn't a lot of space or breaks or accommodations for his creativity. Right. Guess I'm a true immigrant son. No vacancies, no vacations. Sure, I could do better than this, but I don't. interesting about masochistic is how I thrive and then this might be healthy for me but seemingly I need it and then at the end I could do better than this but I won't yeah. I don't I won't when I, I hear when I hear in the context of this, of this album I could do better than this I think that's a, a voice coming in saying you could be more normal more standard less risky mm-hmm. And he's saying, no, 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 I don't want to do that. Right. No, it's, there's a refusal. I mean, it's, it's kind of, I won't not be gray. Yeah. I right. won't not hold these, the, the, the multiplicity of yeah. things. I, I refuse to do that here. But there is a, a lure to being heavy quotes better, meaning I think more standard, mm-hmm, more, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, more tried and true, mm-hmm. like follow the blueprint, follow the pattern. You know, mm-hmm. and he's saying no, I won't, and 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 the process might hurt me, but I also kind of get off on that. So I mean, the last lines are just hurt me, hurt me, hurt me. Yeah, hurt <laughs> yeah. Me. Um, okay, so then he goes back to that trumpet. Might not be healthy for me, but seemingly I need what cuts me, cuts me, cuts me, cut me, cut me, cut me. Yeah. So these are the lines over and over again, and 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 at this point, you know, in terms of musicality, we're gonna get into this at certain points in our dissection, everybody. Uh, you I feel know, like we will always... Mason and I aren't professional having. musicians, so I, all I can say is that I'm hearing a lot <laughs> in this yeah. song. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, so many really cool layers are being added into the background of of this song as it sort of crescendos into something big. And then it... Um, I, would, I would say the way he uses his voice sometimes is curious to me. I, I definitely... All, all, all the way thoroughly enjoy it. Um, and when he chooses to say something in a deeper voice, because he's going so high, hurt me, hurt me, hurt me, and then he decides to go, hurt me, mm-hmm. very low. If, if we're playing with these concepts of masculinity and femininity, it does seem... Which we for sure are in this album. Right. More when he goes into that deeper register, like a 
a more like powerful demand Mm -hmm. hurt me. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's how it ends. The second song in this album ends with hurt me. Uh, I don't know how it all ties to stand by me by Benny King, which is a big song. Um, It seems to be that like, in Stand By Me, there's a pleading to stand by me, like asking someone to stand by me. In this song, he's asking someone to cut me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's a request. Mm-hmm. There's a nostalgia. Mm-hmm. There is a longing. I think both really capture a longing. Yes. Like Stand By Me is like, please mm-hmm. stand by me. It's like a pleading almost. And Cut Me is almost similar. Like, I want this. I, I mean, there's this. a relationship with the pain. Yeah. There's a relationship with the frustration that's being expressed here. Yeah. That's that's like in a way he's saying, I'm standing with the pain mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. It's fascinating unpacking a song because it's like I've heard this song many times, but I haven't thought through these themes to the extent I am, which I think is going to be really fun as we keep going because I'm all of a sudden I'm like, well, the next song is in bloom. Right. You know, which is like just tidally provocative. Yeah. Cut me. In bloom. I mean, literally, we think about plants and how you're, you need to prune plants for them just to grow. That. You yeah. know? So it's this very interesting thing. And that song's about a friendship, but it's like, still there's something thematic happening of like this push and pull of like growth and pain. Yeah. And creativity and frustration and all of these like back and forth. Nothing will be tidied. <laughs> right, <album>. right. <laughs> Don't think this is this ending in a big bow right right it's like you you walk away from this album feeling still gray but you do go on a really important journey i mean right it's really hard to be sitting here talking about cut me which i really like viral is my favorite song and so I'm really pumped to be able to talk about that. Are you gonna well, you calling dibs on viral? I think I've already have several times. <laughs> many reminders. Right, which that's great because then I'm in bloom and you're viral. <laughs> right. Perfect. With many reminders. That's like me. I'm like yeah. also, also, and, and, and is yeah, my No, you've said that many times too. <laughs> so I think I think this song has a lot to say to us, and I think he's captured something very important here about himself personally. Yeah. And about the themes of the album and about yeah and and there there is something he recorded over quarantine where he's out i think he recorded four songs seemingly all together and he starts with viral and this is the second song and he's like pulling this truck with a big rope and oh yeah, yeah it's yeah, a really yeah. cool vibe yeah it's a really cool like counter to the bombast of viral and all mm-hmm, of a sudden he goes mm-hmm, into this mm-hmm. and it's a it's just I don't know. Again, the the humbleness of the track mixed with the intensity of it. I would have never called this track humble, but I'm I feel like you might be right. But I feel like those trumpets you name them as humble and I don't see them as humble, so it's fascinating. They feel grand. I, I, I feel like trumpets I feel, feel like, like I'm in a big band. Yeah, when they come in though, I feel like I'm giving a chance to reflect. Like I'm sitting back and Yeah, I'm like, that's true actually. Like taking a deep breath. Deep Sometimes some of these songs don't give me a chance to think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, everybody, uh, this is our version of whatever it is. I'm not even going to mention the other podcast. I'll need a <laughs> reference point. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this. We are certainly enjoying the journey. We are. We I, are. Have a, I have a hunch that for the time being, everybody 
people in my life have accused me of 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 this podcast being indulgent. Yes. And this is very indulgent. This is very indulgent. If people like what we're doing and and that's great. But but we are definitely indulging for a little while. We are, for and, sure, for and, sure. and who knows? You know it's what? an experiment. We're, t- we're taking a Moses Semney because Moses is like, I'm making this album for yeah. myself. And that's what we're doing here with this podcast. Yeah. So hopefully you're enjoying it. Um, thanks for listening. We will be back next week with, with Bloom, Bloom and, and Viral. Viral. Yeah. See you next week, everybody. And now making his U.S. television debut with Cut Me from part one of his upcoming double album, Grey. Ladies and gentlemen, Moses Sumney. Inject cut, make 